take a step toward updating your home with exclusive life-proof vinyl plank flooring from the Home Depot, starting at just $319 a square foot. It locks together for easy installation. It's waterproof, scratch-resistant, and comes in a variety of trendy styles with over 40 colors to choose from. That's a step in the right direction. Today is the day for doing with life-proof vinyl plank flooring, starting at just $319 a square foot. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. See store for details. Do you believe in ghosts? When away traveling, some people want to make the most of their experience by creating unforgettable adventures. However, what happens when an adventure turns into something much more sinister than you bargained for? Tonight's tale is just about that. As always, visit ghost-stories.co.uk and vote for if you think tonight's tale was adapted from fact or a pure work of fiction. You're listening to Season 2 of Ghost Stories, and this is The Zoo. This story feels less like a ghost story, but something that was just really creepy that happened to us. Um, I hope it makes a cut, as it's one that always gets people's attention when I tell it to this day. And I really don't have an explanation for it all. Now, a while back, I went with a few friends to South Africa for a few weeks. It was a last-minute trip, and admittedly, it wasn't planned very well. But it was it was a fantastic experience. Now, towards the end of our trip, we met some local guides in a bar that we became quite friendly with. They were throwing out recommendations left, right, and center of things we could do to end our trip with a real bang. Uh, things like um, skydiving, bungee jumping... Um, swimming with sharks, uh, well, in a, in a cage, <laughs> and but I'm not really a thrill seeker, so none of those bits really appealed to me. But then there was a guide who was relatively quiet all night, and he piped up and, and recommended a zoo near Cape Town, where he said he can get us a VIP tour, which he said was kind of like when, when the place really came to life. So we thought, you know, that, that'd be a cool idea, so we took him up on the offer. We exchanged details and, and agreed a time to meet the next day. The one catch he did have is we would have to apparently meet him at the zoo. As he, was, he wasn't able to meet us sooner in the day, which is fine by us. As sorting our own transport seemed cheaper most of the time than, than kind of getting an excursion or, or some kind of deal with transport included. So we arrived at the zoo around, I'd say around 11 p.m., and the place was dead, which is really unusual, especially considering he said it's kind of when it comes to life. There wasn't a person in sight. In fact, it all looked a bit run down and almost abandoned. I mentioned it, but one of my friends pointed out the fact that if the zoo wasn't open to the general public at night, why, why would there be staff? You know, which which I guess makes sense. Um, you know, if if it was a VIP tour, I guess they didn't need all the usual staff, but. It didn't really put me at ease. 
Now, after waiting about 15 or maybe 20 minutes, we decided to call the guard to see where he was because he hadn't showed up. He finally answered on the second or the third call, maybe? He reassured us he was there, but actually he said he was held up inside and he said if we proceed in and head to the lion's den, he would meet us there and, and get the torrent away. It all seemed a bit off, and to be honest, I think I think if anyone mentioned it, we, we would probably all been happy to leave. But you know, group mentality saw us push on into what seemed like an abandoned zoo, uh, despite you know what the uh, what the guide said on the phone. As we strolled down the main path within the zoo, we, we could barely see. If, uh, it was one of those nights, it was a full moon, and that was really what supplies the light. It was lighting up the place, um, you know, in, in that dim, dim way that the moon does when it's full. We could see the zoo was overgrown and in terrible condition. So I was surprised when uh, I, I arrived to the first enclosure to see an animal inside of it. It initially put me at ease until I saw the state of the gorilla sitting. It was cross-legged, just staring at us. It looked as though it hadn't eaten in months. Its skin almost almost hanging off its bones or muscle mass used to be. I would have believed it was dead, or even like the work of a taxidermist, if it wasn't for the eyes that watched us, lifeless. I, I really didn't want to be there at this point. And we walked, walked for a further 10 minutes before we came across another creature. You know, this place seemed seemed empty. Uh, this this time it was, it was a hyena enclosure. Now we couldn't see them, but we could certainly hear them. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of hyena, but they, they cackle. And the cackle of this predator in the night is, is the most activity we'd seen since entering the zoo. So we got close to the enclosure, and as we did, the cackling stopped. And it's almost as if they, they could sense we're there and they're trying to hide. So we still watched and we waited, but nothing ever turned up. It was, uh, it seemed that area was lifeless as the rest of them. Now feeling a bit lost, we were fortunate to come across a large billboard with a map of the park and the lion's den was just around the corner from the hyena area. By this time, it was past midnight and we hadn't come across a single person in the zoo. Yeah, a bit unusual considering it's meant to be the time when it all comes to life. So there it was, the lion's den. And as I probably should have expected, the guide wasn't there. I didn't really understand what he gained by not showing up. We hadn't paid him anything yet, so we didn't seem to be benefiting out of the situation. I suggested we give up and go home, especially as we already created a story to take home with us already, but the others were determined to wait it out. Like I said, I wasn't the thrill-seeking type. Finally, after about another 10 minutes or so, I, I decided to try and call the guide again. And of course he didn't answer, and he didn't call back. Sarah was just standing in what felt like an empty zoo in the early hours of the morning with nothing but moonlight to help me see and all I could picture was the guide sitting in the bar telling stories of how he tricked another group of kids. 
One of the lads in the group suggested we head to the lion's den and check it out. The whole time we'd been there, he'd been looking around and trying to bait out any creatures inside. And he was convinced nothing was alive in there, so naturally he wanted to go in. Because what else do you do when you're next to a lion's den in a zoo? Now this was, <laughs> this was the stupidest of ideas, but also it was one of those all or nothing situations. Especially given the, the fact that the other two wanted to check it out. And frankly, I, I was more concerned about being on my own than uh, chancing it in this seemingly abandoned lion's den, if you could believe that. The three of them, they just waited for my acknowledgement that I'd join in. So I waited up. If there's anything in there, judging by the state of that one creature we saw so far, surely it wouldn't be healthy enough to chase me anyway, right? It's funny to look back and see how idiotically you justify things in a frightening situation. If I were watching this happen in a film, I'd be said, I go, no, don't do it, turn around and leave. Unfortunately, it was too late for that. The den was immensely overgrown, um, so much so that we were actually able to use the growth to climb down the side without any issues. It, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it had a surprising number of what looked like hidden little caves. I guess, I guess that's where the lines escaped and how they moved around out of view if needed to be, and maybe how the the people who worked at the zoo got in there to clean out and, and feed them. So we inspected the area for probably around five minutes. It felt like longer, but I think it was five minutes. And I was hoping it would be out of their system by now, so I suggested we make a move out of there. But the others wanted to journey deeper in. So I put forward a compromise. I'd call the guide one more time. If he was near, we'd get out so as not to get caught in the den. However, if he didn't answer, we'd go deeper in. I was now placing my hopes of escaping this place in the hands of the guide who didn't show up. I dialed the phone. I hear ringing down the line. And then we hear ringing in the den. My heart sinks and everyone slowly turns to look at me as I hang up. And the ringing stops. <laughs> I just stood there silently, almost feeling weak in my knees. Then one of the others said, ring it again. Why would I do that? I replied. Although there was part of me that, that did want to call it again just to, you know, see if this is some kind of weird coincidence. So I dialed again. The phone rang. And ringing starts to come from deep within the den. The four of us slowly proceeded into the den, following the sound of the ring, which got louder as we got deeper. We came to a sharp corner in the cave-like area, but by then the phone line went dead. The answer phone picked up, so I hung up. I dialed again as we were around the corner, but what I saw made me drop my phone. It looked like human remains, but not, not fresh human remains. Bones covered in dust, webs and overgrowth. We stood and stared in shock. All of us just almost drained of energy to move. 
I jump back to life as the same ringing as before begins. The phone was on the ground next to the human remains, and I could clearly see it was my number on the screen. That was the final straw. I picked up my mobile, hung it up, and began to run. The others followed, screaming and shouting all the way. As before, we ran around the zoo, with nothing more than the light of the moon guiding us, until finally we came across the first real sign of life we'd seen, two security guards. They demanded to know what we were doing, and we anxiously tried to explain the situation, but they took no interest to believe in what we said. To them, we were just nothing more than a group of kids causing trouble, and they sent us on our way. We left two days later, and I didn't really discuss what happened the night with my friends. However, when I got home, I did a little research into the zoo, and really couldn't believe what we uncovered. Apparently, some say that a drifter would scam tourists by breaking them into the zoo at night and taking them on so-called VIP tours. However, the zoo was closed without reason in 1975. Although rumor has it, it was because the body of said drifter was discovered in the lion's den. That's all for this week, but for show credits, be sure to visit ghost-stories.co.uk and vote for if you think the zoo was based on fact or a pure work of fiction. And be sure to follow us on Facebook by searching for Ghost Stories the Podcast. As we're now coming up to Christmas, Ghost Stories is going to take a mid-season break. In the meantime, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a positive review on iTunes. And if you have a story you wish to see included in the new year, be sure to get in touch through the website. We'll leave you now until early 2016. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and don't stop asking. Do you believe in ghosts? ghosts?